Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast show coming to you not quite live from the K Compound down in Boca Raton, Florida How are you guys doing? The obvious question, the elephant in the room, we are in these unprecedented times. Are you guys making it through okay? You know, we talk about this every day on the Patreon, but that's for later on. We'll talk about that later. Right now, I'm just trying to get a temperature of a feel for what you guys are going through. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let me know. It's crazy. I mean, are we even, I, I you know, like the last one, what is this life? You know what I mean? I, I'm finding myself, I, I really am missing the gym now. You know what I mean? I'm doing the walks every day, and it's not a problem. I really am enjoying them, to be honest with you. I might incorporate walks. I think we're all going to have to have and come away with takeaways that are going to have life improvements to us. I think the main one a lot of people are going to come away with is how to budget a little bit better, budget our money a little bit better. And then whatever, I guess, new habits we've taken that have kind of given us a little bit of clarity. And for me, it's definitely been those walks. I did almost seven miles today. It's out of control. Never would I have thought that I'd be doing a seven mile. But I, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm missing the gym. I don't know about you guys. I don't know where your head's at with the whole gym thing. Are you guys gym people? Uh, yeah, you could work out at home. But uh, I... Push-ups, standing squats, you know, leg lifts, uh, running in place, mountain climbers. Can, can I can I get a gym? Can I get a weight? Can I get a bench? Can I get an elliptical machine? Can I have any sort of a workout that is not necessarily uh, there was whatever ver- a broke-ass version of be getting 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 some rec time in the prison yard? I, I want that's that's what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm actually flirting with the idea of braving. The doors of Target, walking into Target and getting some dumbbells. You know what I mean? Those dumbbell sets that they have where you can kind of like, the dumbbell is the same and you could adjust however heavy you want it to be and then it'll pick up that many weights. I don't know if those are good or not. I don't know if you have any, uh, whatever. Either way, join us on Facebook, guys. If you haven't seen us on Facebook, it's the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. And that is uh, a place where we interact. We have some fun. Uh, I always say it at every show. You might be a new listener. I've been told... I am an acquired taste. So I would suggest maybe check out this episode, check out a couple of the other episodes, listen to the idiosyncrasies, join the family, join the group, and then see if you can spend some time. And maybe by that point, you will have acquired the taste. I don't know. If not, maybe not. I do appreciate you giving us a chance, though. That's for damn sure. Um, I talked last night on the Patreon, and I'll talk. I'll just say quick here. I won't go into the whole details of like, I'm not gonna do less stuff on YouTube. I'm gonna do less lives, I think, and I'm gonna do less of that type of thing. I think honestly, with the whole Gary V method of doubling down on your strengths, it's kind of where I'm gonna live. You know what I mean? Clearly, I think there's something with this podcast that I can I can make happen. I can I can do well with. I can kind of connect with you guys using my ice method 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 method. 
inform, connect, and entertain. I think putting my eggs in the podcast audio basket is the way to go for me. You know what I mean? I did. I got crazy out here. I you know, went out and bought this fake brick wall. This YouTube thing. What am I doing? What am I doing out here? Am I am I like uh you know, what am I? What am I entertainment tonight? No, I'm not. Let's 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 do the podcast. There's so many people on YouTube too that do such a great job. You know what I mean? That's a space that's crowded, but crowded with good stuff. I mean, come on, look at all the good stuff that's out there on YouTube. If you want more of a visual thing, a video thing, you know, the two departments I wouldn't say that uh I have a passion for are you know. Uh, being in front of a camera or video editing. I can do both. You know, if you're going to make me edit a video, I can do it, but it's not necessarily my strong point. Um, but yeah, man, we're just trugging along here. It's just, we're all in the same boat here. You know, I'm not even going to stop with that pun, but we'll just leave it there. I, I, it's just, this is, we're going into the third month of this. We're going into the third month of this, and I don't know. I don't know where we're going to be. I do think it's just all about the numbers. That's why I am kind of obsessed with the numbers. I look at the numbers every day, and uh, that's kind of like what I wrap everything up on on the Patreon. I'll kind of do like a synopsis of what it looks like, take a little bit of a temperature. Yeah, you can watch those press briefings, and I'm not getting political. Please don't think I am, but you're not getting a lot of info. You're getting a lot of, you did a horrible job, and then you get a lot of back is, no, I did a great job. We did a great job. No, you did a horrible job. No, we're doing a great job. It's a beautiful job. We're doing the best job in the history of jobs. No, you're the worst person in the history of people. I mean, really? Is this what the American people want to watch right now? It's not what I want to watch. It's not what I want to see. So I do stick stick my head in there a little bit, see what's going on. If there's anything new, uh, I'll watch some highlights. I'll watch some a little bit of news. I'll take a temperature. I get Kay is uh, pretty up on that stuff, and she's kind of always reminding me or letting me know what the updates are for Florida. It's an interesting thing going on here. Is that, uh, and again, listen, if we are, I do apologize. If we do drift off from some of the crew stuff as of now, I think maybe there is a little bit of a permission slip, right? I mean, what are we doing? We can, right? What are we, what are we talking about here? Is, uh, I would love to be telling you about the uh, Oasis of the Seas setting sail this weekend uh, and what happened on it and, you know, what refurbishments are being underway right now, but nothing, nothing's going on. So let's just, you know, we'll do, we're going to get to the crew stuff, but. Um, you know, KK keeps her finger on the pulse of what's going on. Did you know that's weird? They are taking, uh, Florida. So they're going to start opening things in Florida, right or wrong. I don't know if that's the right move. I'm not sure, but I know they are going to take a shot. And I do agree that while I don't know if now's the time that is right, we are going to have to eventually take, take that plunge, no matter what the numbers say. They've put together a plan in Florida to start reopening Florida. So everybody gets excited and they say, oh, well, the tri-county area of South Florida is not included. That's Palm Beach County, major city is West Palm Beach. Boca Raton also f- fits into that. Delray Beach as well. Um, Fort Lauderdale, where you have Hollywood and Florida. And then you have Dade, where you have Miami. None of those counties, it doesn't apply. The opening of Florida, they just... They skip South Florida. South Florida still is under lockdown. Shut, shut, uh, whatever you want to call it. Shelter in place, whatever, they, whatever, whatever buzz name they're giving it this week. Quarantine, shelter in place, I don't know. Um, so let's get into some stuff, guys. All right, so before we do that, I do want to invite you to check out check out my Instagram. It's uh, always be booked. You could find uh, pictures there, memes, all sorts of stuff. Big shout out to Sandra. 
because she helped me out a lot for a while. She said she might be a little tapped out when it comes to pictures, but you know she expressed some interest in trying to help out, and she was doing that for a while. She did a great job. I think she kind of kicked my ass with the likes. I don't get it, though. I think my pictures are pretty on point. I think I got a pretty good filtering eye, too, to, to kind of cook them up a little bit. But she, I think she, at the end of the day, I think she might have beaten me overall in her little short but so impactful run as uh, assistant Instagram editor. Shout out once again. Thank you to Sandra, a.k.a. Sandra. All right, let's talk a little business. What do you think? All right, so cruises and airlines. You know, there was a uh, couple of articles out there kind of speculating how they're doing financially in general. Now, they're kind of put in the same basket, even though they're very different modes of transportation, obviously, physically, but also I'm talking about from, you know, whatever you want to call it, necessity standpoint, uh, cruises are what they are. They're pleasure. You know what I'm saying? It's a huge, absolutely gigantic industry. But at the same time, if you can't go on a cruise, you can't go on a cruise. Air travel, uh, on the contrary, is pretty much a necessity. You know what I mean? It's become part of the fabric of the world and how people get from one place to the other for a business standpoint, for any for any reason whatsoever. And it's not, you know, it's probably more often than not, not for pleasure or vacation or any sort of, uh, you know, uh, holiday type of travel. But nonetheless, the two industries are tied together to a certain degree. Now, airlines are getting crushed, okay? Delta is taking an absolute beating. American Airlines is getting crushed. Southwest is down, maybe not as much as American and Delta, but uh, they're getting crushed. Southwest CEO Gary Kelly put it out there to his employees that there might be some furloughs, not necessarily confirming anything yet, but he's saying you know they might have to restructure. And who knows, by the end of this whole thing, that company, he's putting it out, it could be a completely different company. The industry as a whole, and I'm talking our airlines here, is down over 90%. But cruise lines have it even worse, as you know, you'd probably imagine. Now, cruise lines have not gotten a bailout like the airlines have. And you understand that. I mean, we were all hoping maybe there'd be some sort of a bailout for the cruise industry. And we all know the fact that they're unfairly judged when it comes to that type of thing because, you know, their ships are flagged in these other countries and, you know, they do that to evade taxes. So why should they get a bailout? They're not American companies. Well, you're right and you're wrong because they do try to circumvent some tax tax dollars. But at the same time, they put a ridiculous amount of money into the economy. I mean, billions of dollars into the economy from all the employees that work shoreside, f- plus the money that they pump into the airline airlines based on people having to relocate to go to the cruise, go on the cruises. So, you know, it's a little bit of a mixed bag there. But cruise lines, while they haven't gotten the bailout, their very reason for not getting the bailout has helped them and enabled them to receive some of the tax breaks that they would otherwise be responsible for had they been an American company. But that does an American, you know, flagged cruise fleet of cruise ships that will only get them so far. I don't think it will quite make up for the fact that they are getting to this point, at least ignored by any federal funding or loans or anything like that. Um, what a lot of the cruise lines are doing pretty much as you know, the, spe- the major cruise lines are doing is scrambling and getting money by any means necessary. What they're trying to do is to establish liquidity to 
basically put a lot of working capital into their banks and be able to kind of set that aside so that they can have the peace of mind and know that they will be able to survive if this thing goes through the year. If this thing, if they can't put ships back out to sea through 2020, they're all trying to set themselves up and be in a position to be able to weather that storm. Now, we all talk about it. We know that there are um, plans for cruise ships to be able to sail long before that. But, you know, you're a large corporation. You want to protect your assets. You want to line your pockets. And hopefully, it does. you won't need it, but they want to know it's there. So here's some of the measures that some of these cruise lines have been taking. So Carnival has sold 12% of their company and stocks to the investment arm of the Saudi Arabian government. And, uh, you know, this. I'm hearing multiple stories about that. I'm hearing that Carnival went out looking to solicit that. I'm hearing that Saudi Arabia just came in and did it. Not that it was hostile because it has to be agreed upon. So I don't know who, you know, who contacted who first. I heard Saudi Arabia was looking to do this before there even was any issues of a pandemic. And, you know, they just always liked Carnival Cruise Line as a stock. And they have, a, a I guess, a, a chest of money that the investment arm of the government will always play with and always be on the lookout for good deals. And when Carnival went down to freaking $8 a share, this uh, particular entity, the Saudi Arabian investment arm, popped in and purchased 12% of the company. Uh, Norwegian and Royal Caribbean have both secured extra liquidity by taking advantage of what is known as debt holidays for their German-built ships. And really, this kind of sounds complicated, but at the end of the day, it's not really that complicated. I mean, it is, but for what we need to know, it's not complicated. I'm sure if you looked at all the fine print, it would be ridiculously complicated, but this is basically a relief extension to the borrowers borrowers provided by Hermes and uh, Hermes. I don't know how to say that, if it's Hermes or Hermes. Uh, and that's Germany's official credit agency. And they're going to allow for hundreds of millions of dollars to be deferred using the ships that were built in Germany as collateral. So you have Norwegian getting $386 million from the, uh, you know, the, the, the credit agency from Germany having to do with the shipyard who built the ships. And they got $386 million in liquidity through April of 2021 based on bills that they will not have to pay, financing charges, if you will, for ships that they should be paying off. So they're getting a little bit of a break. They're getting that money still has to be paid, but just not yet. So what they'll do is they'll defer that and uh, hopefully. They'll be in a better position by this time next year, and they will be able to resume making those payments. And they're using the Bliss, the Norwegian Bliss, the Breakaway, the Encore, the Escape, the Getaway, and the Joy. Now, Royal Caribbean is doing a very similar move. They will do it to the tune of $250 million for Quantum of the Seas, Celebrity Eclipse, Celebrity Equinox. And when I say celebrity, because Royal Caribbean is the parent company and celebrity, you know, so they're using a lot. They're, they're exposing a lot more of their celebrity ships for this regard. Celebrity Eclipse, Celebrity Equinox, Celebrity Solstice, and Celebrity Silhouette. So um, that's that. So they're, they're basically just not making payments and the shipyard or the german government or a combination of both is basically saying okay we see you going through some shit here we get it we do business with you we like you maybe we'll get a little interest off this whatever it's going to be but yeah you know what we are 
uh, I guess, reserving the right to take those ships back. But we will give you a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of time for that. So it's basically a year. That's all it is. This even after all three limes put up some of their ships in general to secure loans in the upper hundreds of millions of dollars to regular banks. So they the these ships are these cruise lines are definitely scrambling for money that they're trying to get based on trying to uh, defer payments. So they they're basically racking up some debt. Hopefully the idea I guess will be that cruising will come back with a vengeance and you know what? They will not be as profitable for a good couple of years. Now I don't know. I see the stocks shooting back. They had a meteoric rise in the last couple of days and you wonder Things like this and deferring these types of payments, and uh, you have to think that long term over the next couple of years, unless something different happens, unless there's a huge boom, you're probably not going to see them get quite back to where they were for a good amount of time. Again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here at Always Be Booked, we are in no way, shape, or form financial um, experts. So we would like to tell you that this is all opinions. And this is all just kind of like me. Uh, I, mean, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The money's got to go somewhere, right? The money's got to come from somewhere. You basically borrowed almost a billion dollars from banks. You sold off some 12% of your company. Now you're pushing back hundreds of million dollars in payments that you're going to owe. So you're basically hedging this and basically thinking that, okay, we're going to come back and we can't pay this now. We'll have to start paying it, and whatever our margins were when this is all when this you know last year, we're gonna have to account for whatever X percentage margin less, and they're just gonna be less profitable for a bunch of years. I don't know how many years, two three years. I don't know how many years, but they're gonna have to operate at less of a profit because, like I said, this money is not going anywhere. And look at Carnival. Even when they pay it off, they still gave up 12% of equity in their entire company to the Saudi Arabian government. So something's got to give. You know what I mean? I'm no, I'm no whiz, but I know this money just doesn't go away. You know what I mean? Uh, Norwegian is also looking to hire, well, they did hire Goldman Sachs uh, to help secure some of their uh, financial positions in hopes to find a possible heavy hitter investor. Likely the same way Carnival did with Saudi Arabian government. So Carnival founds the Saudi Arabian government. Uh, Norwegian is looking to kind of, I guess, what would you call, mimic that type of a deal. Hopefully reaching into the big shots over at Goldman Sachs to hopefully find a suitor who might be able to take maybe 10 to 20% of their company in exchange for some cash so they can establish even more liquidity. I don't know. Airlines look like to me like they are the quicker comeback. Cruise lines, I don't know. They're always looking sexy. Based on how low they went, that looks like a sexy investment, but it's probably more long term. All right, let's switch gears here. So I was on one of my walks, you know, me and my big walks now. I'm a professional friggin' walker, apparently. You guys know I like some podcasts out there. And I'm going to give a little shout out to a guy named Bert Kreischer. He's a stand-up comedian. And uh, he does stand-up comedy. He podcasts. He's just a content guy. Just He does a YouTube show called Something's Burning where he cooks for comedians and they screw up the recipe, but they all have a big laugh about it and it's funny. The guy used to be a host of a travel 
um, channel show called Bert the Conqueror. He's just a very funny personality, a goofball of a guy. He's got two kids, a wife who she's got a party because this guy parties so much. He's a nut job. He's an alcoholic, by the way. He's a big bearded guy. He does his uh, comedy with no shirt on. He's famous for a bit called uh, The Machine where I suggest you check that out. Look up the machine story on YouTube. It's hysterical. But he has his podcast. And he had Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. However you want to say his damn freaking name. Okay? I'll say Fieri. You want me to say Fieri? I'm a grown man. It's clearly an R there. And I'm not an Italian immigrant. But I guess he's making me do the R. He's making me roll the R. So Guy Fieri. Okay, we'll cooperate with that. So he, I was wondering when I was putting this podcast on, I was wondering if the cruising thing would come up, if Guy's Burger would come up. And I listened to it for about 45 minutes while I'm on my walk, nothing, nothing, nothing. And then all of a sudden, we hit gold. So bear with me, this is like a five or six minute clip. Uh, you know, I'm giving credit, right? I'm probably not supposed to be just playing this whole thing, but uh, I'm, I am, I am doing it if they want to come at me for it i will apologize and take it down if necessary but i don't think they're gonna i don't think anybody cares plus i'm promoting the show this is bert kreischer's podcast it's uh called uh bertcast um and he had guy fieri on and eventually after 45 minutes they got into cruising i want you to listen to this and then i'm going to uh share my thoughts on it as well oh and by the way i do apologize some language is used you know bert is like i said bert bert is a guy who He's uh they call them they call them blue comics. They don't worry about the words they use, you know, they'll the F bombs will fly a little bit. So I do apologize. You know me, I do throw an SH bomb here and there. I try to stay away from the F word, but I'm not going through the trouble of bleeping stuff out. Let's just all if you don't like the cursing and the F curse and things like that, let's just uh, you know, pretend this never happened and, you know, not look at each other in the eye during it. So we have uh, we have eighty restaurants, about eighty restaurants inside of the Knuckle Sandwich program, from on Carnival Cruise Lines. To- oh no 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 no! Don't get me started! Don't get me started! The best fucking burger I've ever had in my fucking life, without a fucking doubt, is on a Carnival cruise ship. There is no better burger in the world than that. Four p.m. I'm drunk. I don't want to take a nap, but I want to keep pushing on until dinner. Burger. Ev, my buddy Cowhead right now, he's out of Tampa, Mike Calta. He does a cruise every year that a bunch of us comics go on just for fun. We, we, it's just a fun cruise. Dude, that burger is the greatest burger. And the fact that it's just like, they're like, oh, yeah, load it up over there. Put everything you want on it over there. You want fries? Sure. You want a double burger? Sure. You want extra cheese? Sure. Whatever the fuck you want. It is the greatest fucking burger. And what makes it even better on top of it is it's free. Oh, so when we started that, I'm going to tell you the story about Carnival. When we started it, my agents called me and said, hey, uh, have you ever been on a cruise? I said, nope. You want to go on a cruise? I said, nope. I'm not. I'm an outdoors <laughs> guy. I'm not a get in tight, uh, tight spaces. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. He said, well, they would really like to talk to you about making a burger concept. And I have the burger concept because I'm making this burger in other restaurants that I have. No, I don't want to do it. Eh, six months go by. Hey, they're back. They want to talk about it again. I don't know. Carl's with me. I can tell you, I'm in Queens, New York with Carl. Yeah. He's in the car with me, and I'm having a discussion with my agent, and Carl taps me on the shoulder and says, you ever been on one of those? 
a lot of fun. A lot of fun. You know, Carl talks. Oh, fuck, I mean, yeah. Oh, Carl's a fucking crude guy in a heartbeat. Wait, wait, gotta go. A lot of fun. So I'll go for you. I'll go on there for you. You know. So I said, okay. All right. I'll let's talk to him. So I got back to California, got my wife, my friends, uh, my mom and dad, loaded up like 20 people. We flew down to, to L.A., went down to Long Beach, and I brought a bunch of food with me to make burgers my, the way I make burgers, you know. Yeah. Got there and uh, did a burger demo for them on the ship uh, and started a small fire, and uh, all the security gates came down and shut down the kitchen. But that's a whole other topic. <laughs> um, they weren't quite ready for the they, – honestly, they weren't ready for the level of – heat and cook and stop because there's no gas on the boats on the ships really? it's only electric yeah you can't have gas on it. so it's all electric so, and no in open flame so it's a really a different kind of situation i'm like anyhow so we make the food da, 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 da. they like the burger they flip out about the burgers i made all kinds of burgers and that night we're having dinner uh, the captain and all of the culinary team and my parents my friends we're all sitting there and i said you guys understand what I'm talking about for the burger concept and what you guys are talking about? I said, I don't think you guys know what level I'm expecting this. I don't know that you guys can do it. They're like, show us. And it's all Indian chefs. The, the Italians steer the boat. The Germans work on the boat. Uh, the, uh, the, the, in, the Indian, the, the folks from India are the chefs. No, it's really, it's, it's a very delineated. Oh, I, I, we did, we did a, 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 a thing with Travel Channel and Carnival Cruise, and we went down and the Indian chefs okay. had 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 the most amazing food oh, down there right? that they cooked for themselves that I was like, shut Bro. the fuck up. Bro, <laughs> that's what we do. Hunter and I go on the cruise and sneak down to the galley like, hey, what are you guys eating? You know, <laughs> we'll just eat what they're eating. Yeah. We've been there. Like, I have to go do it. I don't have to. I get to go do an appearance when we do a new opening. And they're like, uh, chef, so what would you care for in your room uh, before we go? And I'm like, Indian food. And they'll bring it. I don't even know what it is. I can't even name all of it. They bring anyhow. Long story short, we're having dinner. We're having some drinks. Having some more drinks. And I said, "Okay, you guys want it? You guys really want to do this? You got that little stand down there by the pool? You know the stand I'm talking about." Seven a.m. We get down there. Bring all my buddies. Everybody's hungover. We get down there, and uh, they give us these carnival T-shirts. I make everybody turn them outside, inside out. Cut the sleeves off all of them. Put the sleeves on their heads. It's all the Indian chefs and my buddies. I ride on everybody's T-shirt, guy's burger joint. You know, you know when you're a little spun still at 7 a.m.? Yeah. Cutting potatoes, soaking them in water, bringing in the meat, getting the buns. And I said, get ready. This is going to get weird. And everybody, you know, I said, give me a dry erase board. So I make up these names. The Plain Jane, that's the boring, you know, the regular burger. And the, the Chilius Maximus. <laughs> I, I, I guess I saw Gladiator earlier. The pig patty, where we make a patty out of bacon. We grind up the bacon and make the patty out of bacon and a bacon and a burger patty. And I write this whole thing and I put it up against the wall with like duct tape, you know. 11 a.m., come out with a sheet pan or with a hotel pan. Bam, 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 we're open. And people come through the line and it is like, I mean, people are losing their shit. And, they, and the chefs. The Indian chef and the and the and the and the captain and everybody's there and it's it's pandemonium. I mean, it is like you're worried that they're going to take over Tower Records kind of thing. Oh yeah, I've been in that line when people don't know it's free, 
And they go bananas. And so we get done and we sold everything or gave everything away. I mean, we gave away 1,500 burgers. My team, my guys are destroyed. They're beat up, tired. The uh, culinary team from Carnival is wiped out. They don't even have a clue what's happened. And we go and enjoy the, the rest of our cruise. And we walk we walk up to this whole thing. Go, you guys going to open that burger thing again? <laughs> oh. You know, what do you guys? So, you know, of course, we, we get the great idea that we're going to open it up at 2 in the morning. You know, and we start that way. People were there at 2. We didn't open it at 2. But no. the rumor spread that 2 in the morning. It was going to All right, so a couple of takeaways from that, all right? So, yes, it is so cool. Everywhere you look, no matter what it is, it's so cool to knock cruising. It's so cool to shit on cruising. Guy Fieri didn't want to take a cruise, but he did, and he loved it. And then this guy, Bert, who is this fun party guy who we know about, he admitted it. He likes going on cruises and he went on this cruise, not necessarily because of a gig, because he was a reluctant comedian as part of a festival, because this guy dragged him on this cruise and he has an absolute blast when he goes on him. That's not the first time I've heard him talk about going on a cruise and he's a big time comedian. And by the way, we talked about that other video with Joe Rogan and that other guy who was shitting on cruising in the most hilarious way possible. He's like boys with him he's boys with joe rogan like he's part of the inner circle with joe rogan so again like you know it, that's all i'll say to you like show me anybody who doesn't like cruising right go on a cruise with me go on a cruise with us as a crew and what is there to hate okay so there's some people around that you may not want to hang out with or whatever the thing is you know i think it's mostly the people who don't like cruising who are the loudest you know, I think there is a, pe- a lot of people who feel the way I do about airplanes. I don't love to fly. And I think some people just are a little nervous. They don't, you know, they, people will people will play their hand, especially in that Joe Rogan thing. You know what I mean? A lot of times those weed guys, they're heavy on the weed because there's some underlying anxiety that just kind of exists within them. And again, I'm not shitting on them because I love those guys. But, you know, if there's a little bit of a layer of anxiety a lot of times doing so well when you're on the middle of the ocean. Basically, he was saying, he, like Joe Rogan said, it's like being in the middle of space. What's the difference? You're in the middle of freaking space. You're in the middle of an ocean. Nothing below you, nothing above you, nothing to the right or left. That freaks a lot of people out. And I think, yes, some people despise it because of, you know, whatever you want to call it. The They call it, you know, maybe a, a, a very, very canned type of experience a confined type of experience a basic type of experience a lot of people really do not like that but i think you know the mass i'm I'm starting to get to the bottom of it a lot of people just don't like cruising because they're afraid to go on cruise ships they don't know how the damn thing floats it doesn't make sense to them how the thing floats they think they're gonna sink Okay, they can't swim. They don't do well in water, so they don't want to sit on a cruise ship. And it's much easier just to make fun of it. And it's much easier to bash the shit out of it and kind of like find like minded people. And, you know, I think what they're bucking 
You tell me if Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Tell me if you agree with me about that. I think a lot of them, not all of them, but the people who hate cruising have an anxiety towards cruising and that anxiety puts them in a state of anger. So it's much easier to kind of just shit all over it with anger than it is to, because that's the thing. Nobody ever says, eh, no, not my thing. Oh my gosh, you take cruises. How could you ever go on that floating Petri dish pile of crap with all those garbage people and these they're very emotional about it like if you don't like it just don't do it right but clearly bert likes it you know what i mean guy now has learned to like it so i i also caught when guy said called it a boat at first and he changed it to a ship he went back to boat later but he talked about the ship and he talked about the mafias you know what i mean the indian mafia they all they all cook and uh that's for damn sure uh we we talked about that and we heard about that from uh behind the crew door those guys they told us about how good how well the indian chefs cook and how they make the authentic indian meals and every once in a while they'll extend an olive branch out to the rest of the crew uh the rest of the people on the crews that are working there and every once in a while you'll get the authentic really good indian food that they cook um which is cool but it was interesting to me i i uh i found it to be interesting and uh you know uh, I, I thought it was cool how excited Bert got when he when the when the thought of cruising came up and Geisberger and how enthusiastic he was about Geisberger and yes we all love us a Geisberger and it was kind of cool to hear the origin of the story about how they all got together uh, and he told them all to get up early and you know he turned whatever they thought of what was like to work on a cruise ship whatever the captain wanted whatever the normal dress code was he's like that's over shirts inside out we're writing guys burger on the shirts and we're cutting the sleeves off and your sleeves and now your headbands do it i mean what a way to to shake up a cruise ship and you know what he's he's got the leverage because they came after him he turned them down twice he's like if you want guys burger on your cruise ship this it's going to be an experience okay it's not going to be your average burger this is where i want to be you know we got to get different types of equipment and uh it was cool it was cool i thought it was a cool thing to uh check out all right anyway not to be captain obvious but what we will have to understand and what we all realize i think is that cruise lines are going to have to make many changes once they are permitted to sail again now, what we're talking about mostly here is how the cruise lines will have to adapt from a policy and procedure standpoint on existing ships. That's what we've been going over. What people are not talking about and what you don't hear people say that often is uh, how what differences and what types of changes are going to have to be made in the design of brand new cruise ships that have never been built what types of innovations from a hygiene standpoint from an ease of whatever just to make sure that you know the cruise ships that are built now are built because now let's face it they're gonna have to make a ton of changes but it's gonna be changes that are made on the fly and they're gonna have to adapt both procedural and structural things to these ships that exist right now with all the new normals that are out there they're going to do this now in the design process. They're going to start from scratch. And these, uh, let's let's say, uh, germ uh, hygiene-friendly cruise ships are going to be made and designed from the, from, from the building process as well. So here's some of the things that people are saying may come into play from a design standpoint. Now, they're saying public areas and cabin hallways are going to have new 
antimicrobial carpets. So the carpets on the cruise ships are going to be much more resistant to to to, to stains and and to 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 germs. They're not going to transfer as easy, and uh, the microbial carpets will absolutely keep uh, do a better job of keeping disease off the carpets of the ship. All entrances and exit points will have photo cell, which will eliminate any reason to touch them whatsoever. So we all know about when you walk into certain doors and walk out of doors, certain times you have to grab the little paper towel and open the door by hand. Sometimes you have to touch the, I guess, the the handle, and then it will open for you. And then sometimes, yes, it just opens for you in general. But they're going to have, um, you know, a situation where almost all the doors on the ships, maybe not your cabin, I don't know, maybe your cabin, Yes, maybe your cabin because that's the photo cell that comes into play. They're going to be able to facially recognize you. It's amazing how easy you get, you know, how how easy and how much adjustments you make to modern technology. I had an iPhone 6 for a lot of years, and I became so used to just typing in my passcode, boom, 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 type in your passcode, type in your passcode. It was almost like I didn't realize I was doing it. Now it's facial recognition. You know, isn't it weird now if you have an updated iPhone, how you try to look at your phone and normally you used to, the phone recognizes your face and it unlocks. Now you wear a mask <laughs> and you're, why isn't my phone unlocking? And you have to do the password because you're walking around and you have a mask on. But maybe uh, that's it's going to be that simple for your cabin door. Your cabin door is going to recognize you and it's going to open as you enter. Um Touch-free everything in bathrooms, so you will not have to touch anything, whether it's drying your hands, whether it's washing your hands, whether it's getting soap. Uh, you know, you'll probably have to touch your uh, personal, uh, you know, extremities to use the bathroom, but uh, everything in the bathroom will be touch-free. Ent- entry points and exit points, everything touch-free, and that will be built into the design of the ships. Uh, no more curtains in the rooms or in the public shower areas. They will put uh, fixtures there that are doors that can be closed or maybe even automatic, but you are not going to have to fuss with a floppy curtain uh, that can collect germs and, you know, cause for you to touch. You have to touch it. And obviously those things uh, are very, very um, susceptible to absorbing germs. So they'll eliminate a lot of that. Now, this is interesting. A possible storage area outside of your room for shoes or clothes prior to entering the cabin. And I don't know what kind of clothes you're going to get naked in the, in the you know, you're not going to do that. So I guess they mean like things like towels and overshirts or whatever. So you're not necessarily bringing all the stuff that possibly could have been contaminated in any of the common areas directly into your room. So you could take your shoes off, take some of your overgarments off, your towels, and you could put them into this, uh, you know, this little cabin that's outside your door. Now, I don't know where they're going to find space for all this shit, but listen, this is what they say they're probably going to do. Now, they're also doing it in crew quarters. They're going to be redesigned because if you know anything about the crew area on a cruise ship, or it is, it's freaking tight. It's tight down there. So they're going to spread it out, open things up a little bit, and make it a little bit more redesigned to be friendly for social distancing. Um, Inside cabins are going to be designed for quarantine purposes only if necessary. So you'll have your cabins that will sell out. You could be a fully sold out ship, but they will build these cruise ships now with certain amount of rooms that will not be sold and they will be ready for quarantining purposes. Now, obviously, 
They're not going to be able to quarantine everybody. If it's a mass outbreak, you're going to have to quarantine in your room. But if there is a situation they have to quarantine a few people, they will have facilities and rooms like that that are available that you can just be quarantined in on the ship. I saw uh, uh, plexiglass screen dividers and more space between tables in dining rooms and casinos. I saw that as well. Uh, Cabanas instead of rows of lounge chairs. Now, how are they going to pull this off? So instead of all those rows and rows and rows of lounge chairs, lounge chairs all across, they're saying that there's a possibility that they may just build personal cabanas. Small. I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know. They, that's a huge expense. So you're going to tell me there's going to be a cabana for every single lounge chair? Clearly, that's not going to happen. But maybe they will build some. You know what I mean? Now you got a whole new problem, right? You got to get up really early in the morning to beat the the cabana hoggers instead of the chair hoggers. Uh, More shows that will normally be done inside will be moved to take place outdoors. So they will put more amphitheater-esque type of, uh, you know, venues on the ships. They will be open, but they're going to have to, obviously, they're going to cover it for possible inclement weather. But it's just kind of interesting, right? So a lot of the main theater shows, a lot of the shows, the entertainment that they would, I'm not saying they're going to get rid of the main theater, but a lot of the shows are going to be done outside where the air can flow. There's a little bit more, uh, it's less possible for germs to spread. And yes, like I said, they are going to have, maybe think maybe, you know, the Aqua Theater on Royal Caribbean, that's a, a, a dive theater. You know what I mean? That's for dive shows. You can rebuild that the same way, but it doesn't have to be a dive theater. It could be a regular theater. That's a beautiful facility. They show movies there as well. So you'll see more of that. Um, there'll also be upgraded medical facilities on board with larger and better equipped rooms that are suitable for intensive care. And they also are going to staff it better. You know what I mean? The whole medical thing on cruise ships. Of course, I'm sure they're very qualified doctors on board. You know, hours of operation are tight, though. You don't always you're not always able to get in there like I uh, found out when I got ran over by a uh, <laughs> When I got ran over by a Jeep in Nassau, but they'll expand the hours, they'll make the facilities bigger, and they will increase payroll. That's the thing too, guys, talking about cruise price stock. This is a whole, when I tell you, when when we got hit with the um, health department as a restaurant, they made these recommendations. And these recommendations, whether it's the health department, whether it's insurance company, whether it's just new policy or law in general, they cost you money. All these things that they're going to have to do, those are extra expenses that the cruise lines are going to have to incur, whether it's rebuilding them into the ships, whether it's adding on payroll with doctors. Last time I checked, I'm no genius, but last time I checked, doctors don't work for $5 an hour, right? Adding more of them, more time, better equipment, better facilities. So this is all stuff that is not going to be built into the bottom line. I mean, you're not going to make this back. When you put a... Uh, you know, uh, when you put a, um, what do you call it, the go-kart track on a cruise ship, what are they doing? They're charging you for those go-karts. They're charging you. So it pays for itself. Or they use it as a selling point. It pays for itself. It's something you get excited about. When they put a sky rider on the ship or a roller coaster, these are things that are going to cause you to book this cruise ship and you otherwise would not have because of this attraction. I'm not going to book a cruise ship and spend extra money because I get to have a partition between me and my loved ones at dinner. That's a necessity. That's not going to make the cruise line extra money. It's an expense with no return on that investment. 
So again, there's going to be a dozen of those. So you're going to have to, they're going to have to navigate their way through that. And that's why I say the financial landscape is going to be crazy. I would almost say if you bought Carnival at $8 and now it went up to 16 I would cash out. I would stick with a doubling of my money. You know what I'm saying? It's going to go back up or, 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 or just wait it out. You're going to have to wait it out long term because I feel like it's going to go back down. I feel like it's going to go back down, but then it will go back up. It will go back up. It's going to be all over the map. What the hell do I know? Listen to me. All right, so I want to give an update right now. I want to give an update on when each cruise line is planning on getting back into service. I know there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of people saying it's it's hard because I can't keep up with it half the time. You look at this, this one extended to this time. This one thinks they're going to open up at this time, but maybe these just these ships. This one is going to do this one, and they're continuously updating them. And I want to give you the latest of when most of the major cruise lines are going to at least say or plan at this point to be back in service. So we're talking about Carnival right now. Carnival is June 27th. They're saying they go back, they're going back and resuming sailings at this point on June 27th. Now they're also saying Carnival's a little complicated. No Alaska through June 30th. They're saying no San Francisco uh no sailings from San Francisco through the end of 2020. All of them are canceled. Now, Carnival Sunrise itinerary, itineraries out of New York City are also canceled through 2020. Now, that's interesting right there that they say Sunrise. I'm assuming my gut's going to tell me that that's all New York City sailings are canceled throughout the year. But if they do mention Sunrise... Is that are they giving themselves a little bit of an out in case they want another put another ship there, or are they saying, listen, forget about New York for the rest of this year? They're not saying that they're specifying the sunrise. So will they move another cruise ship to New York, or would they consider moving another cruise ship to New York and at some point this year resuming sailings out of New York? They're also talking about all Carnival Radiant sailings through November 1st. Now, that's a refurb. Uh, used to be the Carnival Victory. They're changing that ship and renaming it, rebranding it, you know, refurbishing the whole thing top to bottom as the Carnival Radiance. That's probably just the delay in construction and all that type of thing. And the Carnival Legend sailings through October 30th. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know why the Carnival Legend is not sailing through October 30th. I'm sure somebody out there does. I'm sure one of you guys might. Uh, Maybe it's a refurbishment, but uh, the Carnival Legend sailings uh, through October 30th are also canceled. Cunard said they want to try to be back by August 1st. As of now, Disney is shooting for June 18th. Holland America is set to go for July 1st, ideally. MSC is looking at July 10th. Norwegian and all its subsidiaries, Oceana, Region 7 Seas, uh, all of them are July 1st as well. P&O is August 1st. Princess Cruises, you know, the Billy of the Beast, July 1st. Royal Caribbean and its subsidiaries, Azamara and Celebrity, are all shooting for June 12th at this point. Viking is July 10th. Virgin Voyages... They're looking to launch their maiden voyage ever. The first ever sail away. They're trying to shoot for July 15th. Man, how do you think Virgin Voyages is handling all this crap? (laughs) You think they're having any second thoughts? Get in the cruise business, they said. It'll be fun, they said. Man, they're taking a lot of heat. When when there was no pandemic, they were getting they were they were delaying sailings. (laughs) 
<laughs> now we got this. This might be the that might be the best thing that happened to them. Take take the uh, attention away from the fact that they got a bathtub for a main pool and whatever else they got going on. Uh, five day sailings. You got to take out a mortgage to be able to get on the ship. I don't know. No offense. No offense. I listen. I'm, I'm just speculating here. They haven't sold, sailed yet. So it may be one of the best products at sea. Hey, you guys want to know about uh, cruise executives and how much money they make? How much money they made in 2019? We got a little Norwegian information that I want to share to you. And it's mostly in the way of a gentleman named Frank Del Rio. He is the president and CEO of Norwegian. And you know what he made? You want to know what he made? I'll, I'll pause for a second. You guys guess what he made in 2019 go all right time's up i'm going to tell you his salary what he not salary what he made what he cleared was 17.8 million dollars can you imagine that i mean that's a freaking uh that's a hall of fame first baseman right there 17.8 million dollars now the company does have a pay for performance program now his salary believe this he made 17.8 million dollars his salary his base salary is only 1.8 million dollars now he got 12 million of that of the of the 17 in stock awards and he made 3.6 million of that in uh incentives and uh he also had uh, it rounds out with two hundred and seven thousand dollars. Is you know that's the chump change. Could you imagine one point eight in salary, twelve million in stock awards, three point six in incentives? Do you? Th- I mean, could you imagine making? I mean, two hundred and seven thousand dollars. That is like so far above the average, double the more than double the average family income in this country. And it's basically what the, the the little salt sprinkles at the end of the sandwich. Like he's like uh, described as other. So the total is just over seventeen point eight million for Mister Del Rio. And who uh, Del Rio? And who am I to say he doesn't deserve every penny of it? And you want to know something? That's actually down from two thousand eighteen when he made twenty two and a half million. He made $22.5 million in 2018. Now, just to round it out and give it a full perspective, in 2017, any guesses? A measly 10.5. Crazy, right? 10.5. So it's kind of quite a swing. Quite a swing. 10.5 up to 2. Uh, 22.5, and then last year, 17.8. Something tells me it's not going to be the same for 2020. We'll see, though, right? We have uh, while we were on while we were there, we saw other Norwegian brands. Um, Robert Binder, he runs Oceana, he made five point eight million dollars, and Jason Montague runs Regent Seven Seas, and he made four million. Now you may remember a gentleman by the name of Andy Stewart, who was the former boss, the former CEO and president at Norwegian, but he did step down to keep a lesser role, remained on board, and uh, he ranked. Uh, he, he, I'm sorry, he raked in $5.5 million. So he's kind of in the mix. Randy gets a call, some advice, gives some like, uh, you know, maybe I'm sure he's got a powerful position. I'm sure he's got a prestigious position. But he's just a phone call away, kind of like he's probably got the Hawaiian shirt on and the sandals. You know what I mean? He's probably got the pina colada. He's got to answer the phone, though. Hey, hello. Andy Stewart here. Yes, yes. 
Yes, exactly. That's it. That's all you get. No, you do not want more than six blueberries in each muffin. That's it. Six blueberries in each muffin across the board and we're good. All right, thanks. We'll try. I mean, if you got it, no problem. But try not to bother me. I'm at the pool. Try not, if you if you have to call, call. But try try not to bother me in. And then, yeah, just make sure that five point whatever million is uh, on the way at the end of the year. Thanks. Andy Stewart, congratulations to you too. Great, great job. All right, Royal Caribbean, moving over to them. Now, this is a little bit of news uh, talking about what things are going to have to happen as we come back to cruising. And there's been a lot of controversy and discussion about what is going to take place if we are going to set sail in the next couple of months, what changes are going to be in the mix. One of them, and you guys have heard the show. Most of you have heard the show. So you know the one that I have been raising an eyebrow about is how are they possibly going to say to 70 and older people that they are going to have to have a doctor's note, okay? I mean, come on. So Vicky Freed, who is basically in charge of a little bit of the liaison between Royal Caribbean and their travel agents, she spoke at a webinar for travel agents, and one of the topics uh, were some of the rumors that were going around, and one of them was the 70 and over rule that would where they would have to get a note from a doctor saying that they were fit to sail. Now, Clea is the Cruise Lines International Association, and they're just a, basically a governing body for all things cruising. They do a lot of negotiation with the federal government, and they kind of set a lot of policy that all the cruise lines and the entire industry will fall in line with in general. Now, they changed this proposed policy on April 3rd. Guests 70 and over would not need to fill out a sale permission slip. There would also not be a disqualified from sailing situation based on any of their pre-existing conditions i mean like i said how are you going to do that i mean what is the main concern here the main concern main concern are uh viruses things that are contagious you know if 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 somebody if somebody's elderly and they have a bad heart and they want to get on a cruise ship and they they want to take that risk that's in the cruise contract they're taking that risk if you have to you know get medevaced you're paying for that. All that stuff is already taken care of. Don't worry about that. We're worried about viruses. We're worried about specifically COVID-19. I mean, or, you know, hopefully nothing else pops up in the next couple of years. Will it? Will it? I mean, it seems like one pops up every few years, right? Hopefully at different let, uh, layers of, um, I guess, spreadability, contagion, or seriousness. But this is a bad one. What you want to do here is not have outbreaks, you know what I mean? Some retired couple that wants to take a cruise when they're 78 years old and they got a they one's got a bad heart and one has a bad hip. They're not any threat to any outbreaks or anything like that. Let them sail, right? So I think it was wise of them, like I said, from the beginning I was skeptical of that and I think it's wise for them to rethink that whole policy. Um I really I saw a picture of what those casinos can look like with those glass partitions. Shout out to Marty King Marty uh, put one up. I believe it was him, and uh, that just looks awkward. Very very awkward. There's also talk, like I said, about masks. You know what I mean? Masks being required in all indoor common areas. I got to be honest with you guys. I don't know. I may wait that out. Listen, I'm going on the group cruise. Okay, we got a group cruise on November 7th. I'm going on that. But regarding any other cruising or sailing, if you're telling me that all this stuff has to happen and I got to wear a mask inside and everybody's going to be wearing masks, other than that group cruise, yeah, I might, I might take a little hiatus. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm, uh, we were honest with each other here, guys. 
you could argue that I'm supposed to be an advocate for the cruising industry. And I and I like to say that I am. At its best, cruising is my favorite thing in the world to do. But I don't know. I don't know about the 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 vibe, right? Running around trying to enjoy ourselves on a cruise ship and you know, if you're inside at night, formal night with masks. Do you need a black mask on formal night? You know what I mean? Do you need like a little uh Little, little. Is there going to be masked jewelry, jewels in the mask? Is it going to be rhinestone masks on formal night, sequence masks? All right, let's get into the emails. Hey, quick question. How important is your vacation to you? Okay, well, are you booked? If not, I want to give you a quick heads up on how close you can really be to your cruise vacation of a lifetime. Let's talk Caribbean. Yeah, that's right. The tropical paradise, white sand, crystal clear, blue water Caribbean. Cruising is an adventure. Why visit just one destination when you can conquer three or four? We want to be the perfect getaway from your everyday. Always be booked. Cruises and Vacations has the experience, the affiliations, and most of all, the passion to match you up with a getaway that you and your group will share stories about for decades to come, no matter who's listening. Some say a cruise is a cruise, but the truth is, we help you find your cruise. Whether you're seeking the ultimate island adventure, world-class onboard entertainment, or gourmet Caribbean food and cocktails, you can share memories with those you're traveling with and make lifelong friends with those you just met. Having spent years on some of the world's most celebrated cruise ships and creating partnerships on the most desirable destinations in the Caribbean, Always Be Both Cruises will craft a custom itinerary that will surpass anything you thought you could ever experience on land or sea. If you're ready to start planning your dream cruise, go to Always Be Booked.com or email me directly at Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become and remain and will always be a lifeblood of this show. And we're going to read them now. Tommy at AlwaysBeBooked.com. Before we get into the emails, I do want to remind you that we have a Patreon. Now, I know we always give this little commercial advertisement for the Patreon, but I want you to listen. I want you to listen to this one. Uh, A story happened, a situation happened to me, and this was probably, I don't know, what, now, by now, six, seven years ago, you know, working in the bar uh, in New York City, and it was getting a little crazy. We had a whole bunch of employees in this place. I'm not here to lie to you guys. We don't lie to each other. This place was a zoo. Mechanical bull, uh, DJ, uh, wild place, all sorts of different crowd coming in. You know, there was really no way to really kind of describe it. Was, it, was, it was a very, you know, I'm sure there's more wild places around, of course. But I'm saying for by the you know, the average person and the average bar standpoint and the whole theme of it. And, the you know, I was continuously pushed by the powers that be within my organization we got to throw the party. Listen, we have to, when we think we went too far, let's put our foot on the gas and go even further. Well, this led to a series of events that got me um, in a little bit of a legal bind. <laughs> there was a lawsuit. And uh, uh, when it's all said, when it was all said and done, you know, it did make the all the major newspapers in New York City. It uh, got me headlines. It got me all sorts of weird phone calls from weird people. Um, it was quite a trying time. And uh, ultimately, I uh, had to go to multiple 
I guess what uh, procedures, court procedures, uh, you know, discovery phases, um, you know, depositions, and things like that. Uh, whereas a total of, or I think, right around fifty people sued me, mostly women. Okay, so there was uh, there was an issue here, and uh, it, like I said, it was it was a time in my life when uh, I was really go. I mean, it, I was very, really, really going through it. Like the day to day, I'm going to explain it on the Patreon. Now, why are you going to tease us like that, Tommy? Why don't you just say it here? Well, there's a really good reason for that, guys. I know damn well. Well, yes, clearly, uh, full disclosure. I would love for you to sign on to the Patreon. It's five dollars a month it gets you an extra show a day you go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked you pay five dollars now why would you do something like this well because you like this show it's a way to support this show and keep it going and enable me to kind of keep things uh the expenses that i do have which aren't a ton but the expenses i do have doing this show and you know a little bit of a thank you for your time tommy that's all but also it's content it's literally a show a day and at this point we've we built up i don't even know i didn't go back and look but it's got to be hundreds of episodes now or at least uh, well over 100 episodes now i shouldn't say that i don't even, yeah it has to be it has to be um so you can you have access to all those back episodes if you already run through the whole catalog of always be booked and you know and like i said uh the patreon is for people who are a little bit more of just like uh they want some off topic stuff. I used to this show used to have a different angle a little bit. I used to talk a lot more about the crazy antics and the wild stuff and some personal stuff and some just day to day stories that I would have in my life. I would I would bring them to the table on this show. But I'm realizing that, you know, a lot of people may want just the crew stuff. But I also want to give an avenue for the people who want the other stuff as well. So that is on the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. And yes, on Monday, I am going to be giving a detailed explanation on my lawsuit where I was featured in New York City newspapers and, you know, all these crazy out of the woodwork websites. I would get visitors that would come in and, you know, I had my friends, wives calling me what's going on over there. Um, But like I said, that side of the story is out there. The people who lived it with me and went through it with me know the the real story and how what 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 led to it, the events that led to it. It's kind of interesting. It's really interesting. It's kind of fascinating, and uh, I'm gonna break it down. And I've never really talked about this publicly to anybody. I always had it in my mind to eventually bring this up at some point. I didn't really know when I was gonna do it, but here we are. We're in a pandemic, and uh. This is when we're going to do it. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash always be booked. Patreon, an extra show every single day. Over 100 back episodes right now for you to sink your teeth into. And yes, the story of when I was sued by 50 people, mostly women. And we will give you the details. If you do any research or whatever and look it up, you could probably find some of it somewhere. Um, not that I want you to do that because uh, it doesn't look good. The newspaper stories don't look good. And uh, it doesn't, you know, it's not very flattering for me. But, uh, yeah, that was my first brush with how much the media can uh, twist things and turn them and make them look crazy. Because, you know, even my family, well, you know, they're like my dad, my dad called me. He's like, Tommy, listen. This article here, 
You know, he said to me, this is what my dad said to me as a result of reading this, not these, this article. My dad reads, it's the New York freaking post, the daily news. Imagine that you're my dad and you just kind of open up the newspaper <laughs> and see me being named in a class action lawsuit, 50 people for whatever you guys will see it, whatever. And, uh, he called me. He's like, and when I, when it, when it bothered me, and my grandmother, who who kind of you know helped raise me, uh, she was she was kind of dying at that point, and we were going to see her regularly in a um, assisted living facility. And uh, when he said to me, he goes, "Tommy, I uh, just read this article here," and I would start to say, "Hey, listen, man, if you um, nobody's perfect. If you did something wrong, say it. If you did something wrong, just say it." And I was like, "Oh shit." I'm like, all right, so did I do something wrong? I mean, I'm sure I did something wrong. But, uh, yeah, that was a wacky, wacky time. Many, many sleepless nights where I just got up out of nowhere in Astoria and would just walk the streets. And uh, uh, just that sinking feeling in your stomach that just doesn't ever go away. And I am excited to tell my side of what happened in that. So that'll be coming up next week on the Patreon. Yes, of course, there is the marketing aspect of it to it where I would like to hopefully get some new Patreon people as a result of being able to tell this story. Uh, there is the also the other factor of not necessarily wanting the several thousand people that listen to this show. I don't want everybody to necessarily, you know, I don't want, I don't want it to be out there, out there, out there, out there. But you know what? To a select few super cones, you know, let's put it out there. And also, I know a lot of you, you don't care. A lot of you could care less about this freaking story. So many people come here and they want to hear Cruz talk. And that's what we've kind of been giving them lately. But I do want to say to the people who are listening to this and who do research it and who don't go to the Patreon, I'm telling you right now, this is, you know, I'm just saying there was it was one hell of a wacky tale and one hell of an imagination. I don't want to get into this right now. <laughs> and it's so easy to get to the level of 50. I'll share that part of it too. It's so easy to get to 50 when you basically have to help them. As defendants, you have to help them by digging up anybody that ever worked there that's, that's the one part I will share. Why it got to 50 people. You have to go out and basically if there is a complaint with a few people against you, what you have to do is, you know, if you have a crappy lawyer like we did, uh, you have to um, basically cooperate with them. And if you cooperate them, it makes you look transparent and supposedly that's good for the judge. Uh, you know, and the judge likes that and he'll rule it, whatever, whatever crap that we listened to and we got taken for a ride on. So we had to basically look up everybody that ever worked there under my tenure and offer them the opportunity to jump in on this uh, imaginary lawsuit that happened. So whatever. So, yeah, it was a wacky time. You guys know me by now. You know what I mean? You know the people I have, the people I associate with. Do I live on the crazier side of things sometimes? Is it wacky? Is it always pretty much all in good, clean fun? Yes, it is. You know, you know the deal. So I'm sure, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure, you know, all I'll say is if you are, that's my regret now that I said that, that you guys are going to look up this in the newspaper, but not sign on to the Patreon and you're going to freaking be biased by what you read in the paper. But you guys know by now, uh, you know, especially those tabloids, 
New York's New York City tabloid style. It's the salacism, salacial, salacious uh, things that sell newspapers. You know what I mean? I was the last time I was in the newspaper was for a shake it like Shakira competition. A girl sued us. She won nothing. She sued us because she fell off the bar. I was named in that one too. That was way back in like 2004. And it gave them an opportunity. News cameras, same thing. People came in, wanted to comment from me. Uh, you know, it was one girl who hurt herself. But the newspaper, this is what they do. They thought they got the opportunity and they got it in their mind that, okay, they hold a contest called Shake It Like Shakira. It's in a bar. She's suing. So what they did was tell the story on the freaking TV news but Calico Jacks manager Thomas Casabona, Calico Jacks ran this contest, salacious contest with girls are supposed to shake their hips. And yeah, it was a contest. Shake it, shake it like Shakira. The song, uh, The Hips Don't Lie, was popular at the time, and we did a contest. The one who could shake their hips most like Shakira would win. Yeah, you could judge that. Maybe there's that a little, there's a little, um, uh, Maybe something you do today nowadays, <laughs> maybe not. But listen, this is this is what this was the world, and uh, what they did was they took it as an opportunity to basically talk about a news story on air while running uh, a ninety-second reel of Shakira shaking her ass. So that was it. That was the thing. Okay, we can attach ourselves to this story, a bar in New York City. And the most, the, the the best part of it is that we get to run 90, 90 seconds of Shakira shaking her ass. So that was it. You didn't see the newscaster. You just saw Shakira shaking her ass in like B-roll footage while the newscaster just talked about. And uh, on the night of whatever, such and such, they held a contest. The contest means that they just gave the details. So-and-so assuming for damages of X amount of the, that never even happened. I went to a deposition on that one and that, that just went away, I think, because I think it eventually got laughed out. Uh, they put the, um, you could probably find that one too if you wanted to, if you searched uh, sh- Shake It Like Shakira, you know, the newspapers. Um, but either way, you know what? It was a, it was a huge learning experience. And uh, there are details that I am very, very excited to share with you guys about that. And I will give you the whole rundown on the time I was sued by 50 people. Man. Feels weird to even say because I really don't. I really don't because it was such a like a hush hush thing. We were just not supposed to bring it up, not supposed to talk about it, not supposed to because it was just you know there was a, there was there, there was there was legalities going on. So whatever. And then when it ended, uh, when it settled, when it, when it when it when it was finished, um, you know we the terms were we went out not supposed to talk about it at this point. Six years ago, I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm happy. You know what I mean? I'm happy. I, I've thought about writing a blog. It's affected my life, too. It's definitely affected my life a little bit. So I, I've considered writing blogs about it. I've considered, you know, just recording statements about it. And maybe that's what this will be. So I appreciate you guys letting me, uh, I guess, start the process of getting that off my she- ch- uh, chest right here. But uh, maybe we should just get into the emails, right? Let's do that. By the way, p a t r e o n dot com slash always be booked. Thank you guys so much. All right, let's do it. Hello, Tommy. Joe from Indiana again. Quick story. I decided a few years back to take each of my kids on a cruise for their senior year of high school. This year, we planned the cruise for the week after graduation. It was a great itinerary on a great ship. Out of nowhere, graduation was pushed back a week and we had to reschedule for July. Now we are dealing with this virus and may not be able to go on in July either. 
Tyler, my stepson, had a disappointing senior year. No prom, no graduation, and possibly no senior trip. He is enlisted in the Navy and ships out in September. Through all of this disappointment this year, I haven't heard him bitch or complain once. He has taken it like a man. I'm real proud of him and the path he has chosen. I was hoping you could give him a shout out on your show. He will enjoy that. I'll get him on that senior trip, even though it might be delayed. I understand he will probably end up in Jacksonville. So while we are visiting, we could try to jump on a ship ourselves. Thanks, Tommy. Joe. All right. So that's we're dealing with a lot of that this year, and um, I, I can't even imagine what it must be like. You know, you go to school for all these years, and, you know, the last couple of months, when you're literally supposed to be having the time of your life, you're literally supposed to basically be, you know, this is what makes it all worth it. These trips, walking around, you're the big shot in the school, you're going to go on a cruise, you're going to get, you know, and then you got to, and first of all, shout out to Tyler and Thank you for the services that you're about to provide us for this country. And your dad is really, really cool for putting you on this pedestal like this and giving you this platform. And 100% shout out deserved and so much more because, yes, you know what? It's people like that that give me and probably a lot of people hope because you do hear so much about the younger generation they get such a bad rap as far as you know do they really get it what type of adversity have they been through uh you know it's all about video games and tiktok with them you know this and that but yes every once in a while you'll have a kid like tyler that comes out that says i want to go to the navy and you know what things didn't go as planned the end of my senior year oh well oh well so uh, I wish I could say that that's the way I would have handled it. You probably handled it a hell of a lot better than I would, a hell of a lot better than most people would. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you got to just think and be positive. I know you already are. It sounds like you are. Just know that you're going to get those times back. It's going to, it's all going to kind of even out. You may miss out on that and it may be something that, you know what, it sucks that you're not going to enjoy, but you will I mean, the, the places that you're going to go and see and do. And it sounds like the way, you know, Joe, the way you talk about Tyler, it sounds like he's just an outstanding, upstanding kid. And with that type of makeup, it sounds like there's going to be so many great things that are going to happen in the world going forward for you, Tyler. So, again, big shout out to you. Thank you for your service. And, yes, it sounds like your dad here is pretty determined to get you on a senior trip slash cruise in some fashion in some way shape or form so enjoy that thanks again joe i appreciate that email very much hey tommy i've been listening to the podcast for a while now but i haven't written in i love the podcast and facebook group i had an email written up about my now canceled upcoming cruise but never got around to sending it I suppose that's fine, though, since it's canceled. My fiancé and I were supposed to be going on the Carnival Radiance in late July for our honeymoon. Ooh, the Radiance. Remember, guys? That's the one I told you about that was was the Carnival Victory. And it was supposed to be um, fully refurbished, but will not be going anywhere until November, hopefully. Uh, we will most likely be rebooking another cruise on Carnival, but we haven't made a solid choice yet. I'm sure you know this from others, but we were offered a $600 onboard credit and whatever we paid f- so far on our previous cruise cruise towards the rebooked one. We're hoping to find a cruise out of New York since we live in CNY. CNY. Hmm. 
You got me on the CNY. I'm not going to lie to you. What the hell is CNY? <laughs> Central New York, right? That's got to be what it is. Central New York. What else could it be? I didn't know that was a thing, CNY. But the pandemic, who knows when we'll, when we'll be able to cruise out of New York. Thanks for the awesome podcast and community you've created. And thanks for taking the time to read this. Boat Drinks, Mina Kramer. All right, Mina. This is what I'll say. It doesn't sound like they're looking to sail out of New York anytime soon. But you do have, I don't know if the same thing is going on for Boston. You have the Boston opportunity, but they don't have, do they have Carnival? I'm not sure. You have Baltimore, Boston. Uh, I don't know if they're doing uh, Virginia, Norfolk. I don't know. But that's the only thing. I'm happy to hear that you are not just, you know, abandoning your cruise, that you still have hope because that's what it's going to take. People with that type of resolve. A lot of people are going to just be down on cruising for a while and look to get their money back. It is encouraging to me to see people like you and people who are still excited about the Pirates and Pier Runners. Maybe jump on that one. November 7th out of Miami, Pirates and Pier Runners Part 2, Carnival, Magic, Amber Cove, Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, seven days. Can't wait. Oh my gosh, I did a lot of work on that. As much as it was like crazy today to stay on the phone with Carnival for so long and try to rebook people at different prices, uh, it, it it weirdly, you know, thus <laughs> cutting my commission, it weirdly just, it was good. I was thankful to do it and happy to do it because it was just getting me more excited about that cruise. I was just getting pumped up. People are still pumped. People are still going. Shout out to Carol. Talked to Carol for a while, Carol for a while on the phone. Um, and she's awesome. She's ready to go. Uh, so that really kind of reinvigorated me to take this group cruise. I cannot wait. We got people upgrading. I upgraded today. I bought an inside at first. I didn't really remember what I got, but I guess I got it inside. Went to a cove balcony. Guys, what do you think about these cove balconies? They're cheaper. People complain about them or whatever. I don't know why. I get it. Sometimes the, the, the moisture comes up and hits you. Sometimes the view, you don't look directly up at the sky and see like the sky right above your head because you're dealing with maybe lifeboats a couple of flight, a couple of decks up. But if you want to talk about stepping outside the balcony and smelling, hearing, and feeling the sea at a better price than a regular balcony, man, take me to that cove. Give me that cove life, cove balcony. But Mina, I'm glad to hear that you're going to be on another cruise. If you need any help looking for a cruise, let me know. You know, that's kind of what I do. Uh, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, as you already know. Um, Hey, Tommy, I just wanted to compliment you on your latest podcast where you answer listener emails. You say that unlike Doug Parker, you're just a guy that says what's on your mind or something like that. Honestly, though, I was really impressed with the way you discussed the CDC no sale order. You were straightforward, brought up some interesting points that I was unaware of, and addressed it without a lot of hype and nonsense. Furthermore, when addressing other listener emails, you're always very careful to note when you are just giving an opinion. I don't think any of the other popular cruise bloggers are hyping things up to get attention, but when they have skin in the game, many of them are anxious and it shows. When it comes to the press, however, I think you're absolutely right, and they're just trying to pump up ratings. Speaking of the press, they could learn a lot from you. That's right, press, you hear that? You listening out there, press? Let me teach you a few things, huh? <laughs> no, I'm kidding around. Um, they can learn a lot from you, and the news would be a lot more fun for a change if they followed your example. 
I'm not sure that's going to happen though. One last thing. Yes, you do have a celebrity. You do a, yes, do a celebrity group cruise. Open disclosure. I have never cruised with them, but I have one booked in September. I've mainly done a handful of Holland America cruises and a short carnival cruise on the inspiration. I get that you're not really into the mellow vibe they're putting down and that this would never be your go-to mode of cruising, but even Tommy Casabona must slide into chill mode from time to time. Besides, I'm willing to bet that you have a number of listeners that are into mellow that are into mellow but would still love to do a group cruise on the right ship in my opinion this also says a lot about why your podcast is an acquired taste i think a lot of people just have quieter cruising style myself included but you are so genuine and creative that it is hard to leave once you start listening very nice of you to say thank you so much for saying that oh i lied one more last thing the comedian thing that someone recommended that would be gold if you could make that happen and i bet you can the psych, the physicist Neil deGrasse Tyson always has a comedian on his science podcast, and it really works. I don't know how it occurred to him to combine science with comedy, but it really works. Keep the good work, keep up the good work, and stay safe, uh, Tim. Tim, that's a really cool email, man. That was your first one, so welcome to the party. I really, really do appreciate emails like this because, you know. The fact that it's so well thought out and well presented makes me realize that you do care about the show. You care about, you know, me and the things that we do, we talk about here. I try to just be, you know, genuine. You know what I mean? I, I have my moments where I fall off the off course. I am not trying to claim some crazy moral high ground where I'm the only real part. No, everybody's real out there. I try to just literally just say what's on my mind. I try not to filter it all. And hopefully when you guys listen to that, if there is a particular draw to this show, it is that. It's that, you know what? You're not going to get any. Uh, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be bribed. And I really don't think anybody else is either. I don't think the other people out there are either. I'm just saying with me, I speak honestly, but sometimes to a fault. And while that <laughs> may be good for me and you as far as talking uh, about fun things and entertaining things. It's uh, not necessarily the cruise line's cup of tea to hear that type of stuff uh, in whatever way, shape, or form, whether I'm kind of exposing, whether I'm kind of making fun. It's all tongue-in-cheek. At the end of the day, cruise lines, if you are listening, please understand that I'm sitting here with a microphone in my room doing a podcast about cruising. If that's not a cruise advocate from an overall standpoint, I don't know what is. Um what else did you say? So as far as, yeah, I like to unwind on cruises. I do like to settle down, but <clears throat> I need the option to be able to turn it up a few notches. You know what I mean? So as long as like, you'll see me on a Norwegian cruise or a celebrity or a, or a, or a Royal Caribbean cruise, carnival, whatever, I'll be, you know, ramping it up at night sometimes during the day. But yes, I absolutely like my downtime on cruises too, but I can get my downtime on those mass market cruise lines. On those fun freestyle wow ships, I can get my downtime. Okay, so I could have both. On Celebrity or Holland America, I can get all the downtime, but I don't know if they can provide me with any of the uptime or any of the uptime to where I'm looking to go. I'm not sure, but you might be right. I 100% do plan on at some point in breaking out of the big three. Who knows when that's going to happen? Maybe sooner than you think. Um, what else? Uh, the comedian thing. Well, Neil deGrasse Tyson is a famous physicist. You know what I mean? So he's going to have access to a lot more guests than I will. He'll be able to kind of, um, 
you know, people will respond to that name agents. He's got an agent. We'll, we'll reach out to other agents. I, I do agree. I can get some comedians. I do have access to comedians uh, on a level that you might surprise you as well. You know, as far as getting them to do the show. And it's weird, it's weird because I think, you know, he was very, very smart to do his show with a comedian. Because I think personally that the comedian is the best guy to do a podcast. You know what I mean? A person who can kind of, I mean, think about what a comedian does. They stand there with one microphone in front of an audience and just with their words, make them happy. Make them laugh. Make them smile. There is not a lot of people in the industry that can do that a lot of times singers i mean anybody can do it you know what i mean to a degree i'm hoping to do it right now but i'm saying the comedian that's their wheelhouse you know what i mean if you have a singer they sing they're in a band they play music yeah a lot of times you'll have a very charismatic one that can also do a podcast but the comedian if you're a comedian and you can't do a podcast you're probably not that good of a comedian so it's wise for neil degrassi tyson to to tap into the comedy world to round out the other you know the other microphone on his podcast so tim thank you so much for the email another great email so much appreciated you're the man all right here we go all right there goes the neighborhood with this one good day cones Super Cone Colin here. I have to say I like the trend of getting cruise employees on the show. It's nice to hear things from their point of view. Pro tip. Okay, so we're a pro now. Quit pussyfooting around with the softball questions and get some shit that no one else will ask. I know you have the questions in your mind. Get some lower level employees to interview or someone who is less concerned about being PC or towing the company line. Your fans listen to you because it's funny fun and then shit no one else talks about transfer that to the interviews love colin xoxo super cone colin one of the best that ever did it he's on a very very short list i'm gonna say him colin and i'm gonna say matt those are the two right there if you want to talk about a short short list as to why this thing is possible why always be built continues to be a thing it's all of you Every single one of you cones out there listening to this show and never even go on Facebook, never even write an email that you're just listening in your car. You mean the world to me. Then you have the people who like to be part of the community. They're awesome. So valued. Then you have the super cones who contribute with their hard earned money. So freaking appreciated. And then you have guys like Colin and guys like Matt who really go above and beyond, who have really kind of walked the walk and taken it to a level that is so much higher than I could have ever expected and uh, give uh, contribute to the show in every single way possible. So, you know, not discounting any of anybody else's contribution, but, you know, what these guys do, what Matt and Colin do is be above and beyond and really, really appreciate it, and I want them to know that. But, Colin, get your head out of your ass, Okay. I can't just walk up to these people and start telling them, hey, how many guys, how many people have you taken to your cabinet? They won't do it. They won't do the interview. You know I'm you know I'm with you. You know I want them to be able to come on and talk their shit and just like be part of the show and kind of get crazy and let, you know, uh, here, here's the first problem. They they pulled them all. 
You know what I mean? You guys saw that I pulled the last interview because that's a reason. They, somebody got out. The word got out there that this guy's running around trying to interview cruise directors. And uh, they got scared because they thought they were going to get in trouble by Carnival. Right now, I am in talks with Carnival about trying to get cruise directors, get access to cruise directors. Now, I'll say this. If I'm granted access, access I'll try to push the line a little bit. But again, it's either one. I could either get them on there and get a little bit of ship life talk, maybe scratch the surface, get a little surface, get a little edgy here and there, or I could just not have them. You know what I mean? Because they're just not going to talk. But I, Colin, I totally get what you're saying. I feel what you're saying, and trust me, you know, if I can, you know, if I was able to ask them what I wanted to ask them, it's definitely not a shy thing. I absolutely would, but. I think part of the reason, because a few of them ignored me, even before we talked about getting Carnival involved and getting their permission, a few of them ignored me, and then I followed up and said, hey, just so you do know, this is not like some crazy gotcha expose. It's a, it's, it's a nice interview. I want to know a little bit about ship life. I want to know about this, and it's nice and easy. And then I forwarded them a past email, the one I, I was following them, the one that I did with the Norwegian guy. And that's when they got back to me. Oh, okay. When you first emailed me, I was a little nervous. I didn't you know there's a lot of gossip going around the industry right now, and I didn't want to get put on some grill, and uh, you know, get 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 you know, get interrogated. So, but I heard the interview, so I'll do it. But then you know what? They got pulled. And then some other guy I asked, you know, and he, and he said uh, he's got to get permission. So that hit a little bit of a brick wall. But we are going to do whatever we can to try to see if we can get that back in the mix. I do like it. I do like having guests on the show. And I am going to try to do more of that. You guys are the absolute best. Facebook, always be booked. Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. By the way, the Quarantine Cuisine Group. The Always Be Booked Quarantine Cuisine. If you like to cook and you like to show off your food, and you like to look at other people's food, while we're doing this quarantine, maybe it's going to last past the quarantine, because people seem to like it. It's a small, intimate group of people who like to share the food they cook and eat. It's the Always Be Booked Quarantine Cuisine on Facebook, if you want to join that as well. Instagram, Patreon, you guys know it all. If you don't mind, oh, by the way, uh, I'm trying to make a push here, you know, not to ask you for more things. If you are not able to do patreon or you don't you know it's not right it's not making sense financially for you right now whatever it is i would love to do a little bit of a push where we kind of get this show out there if we can make a little bit of a push and tell anybody that you know that likes cruising that likes uh podcasts that likes anything to do with travel uh just throw it their way maybe email maybe a couple of people hey listen this is a guy i listen to he's kind of weird he's a new york guy runs his mouth about cruising but mixes other stuff in too sometimes you know maybe if you wouldn't mind sharing that a little bit in some of the facebook groups letting people know i do believe in these times i we are providing value I do think it's cool to kind of like, you know, it's companionship. We're all doing walks. We're all doing whatever we want. Just put the headphones in your ear and see. And you know what? A lot of people, it'll catch. I am going to try to get a little aggressive in the next three to four months and really, really try to push forward and, you know, ideally double, triple, quadruple the audience. Because what are we doing out here, guys? What are we playing around you know, if you're not, it, it, uh, we're not here to be stagnant and I, we're not here to sit. I did, I do see a lot of times when I do get a nice little uptick with the show, with the listeners. Right now, we've been in a little bit of a while where we've kind of been stagnant. I'm very, very happy 
with everybody who's listening. The numbers are good. They're kind of better than I thought they would be when I first started this. But they have been exactly, they, they haven't really ticked up in a little while. And I would love to get a nice little push if possible. So, yeah, if you feel like it. Or how about this? How about just don't? Tommy, I like your show. Can you shut the hell up and let me just listen to your show? If that's the truth, okay, yes. If that's what you want to do, if you'd rather just listen to the show, absolutely. I am so happy to have you. Oh, drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away a little your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea. And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the... So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Oh